This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Attention, Ditto Heads. Attention, Bo Scouts. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the Soul of Excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now, here's Bo Snurdly. It is Monday, and welcome to Monday, Bo Snurdly's Rush Hour here on WABC in New York. We are... The crown jewel of American radio, my friends, if you want to be part of the program today, all you have to do, pick up your telephone or take it out of your pocket. 800-848-WABC is the number to call. 800-848-9222. We had an alternate number over the weekend when we did our set, when we uh, uh, broadcast our Saturday morning radio extravaganza. And we are always delighted for those of you that come into both programs, the weekday program and our Saturday morning program. Saturday, of course, we do all kind of things. And most recently in Saturday, we have our Saturday morning dance, which I just kind of love as a segment. This Saturday, and that's right, this Saturday, Diego is going to be leading the Saturday morning dance. I'll be and, leading it. Yes, I will. And uh, what? What do you have your song picked out already? No, I do not. But I'm thinking either a a very um, flashy disco song or a cumbia song. Do you know what that is? You're asking me if I know what cumbia. Is. <laughs> Just making sure. Just making sure. Go either way, and it's cool with me. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I'd love that. So be uh, we're, we're ready Saturday. Midway through the show, we stop down everything and we do the morning dance. And the audience is invited to participate. All of us in the studio do the morning dance on Saturdays. It's becoming a thing. And so we're glad you're here with us this Monday. There is so much news to discuss. Scott, I saw a story and I thought about you instantly. Oh, good. Good. Instantly. I said, wow. this is, this sounds like a Scott Soko story. All right. What do we got? Okay. Ford, the people that bring you the beautiful motor cars that you have enjoyed driving now for over a century, their Ford has released a new, there's information about a new patent. I heard about this. It's your kind of story. It is. It is. And if you haven't heard about this, ladies and gentlemen, you just, and, and if they do this, they, believe me, others will follow. Ford patent application reveals a plan to lock people out of their cars for missed payments. So with the new with the new patent from from a Ford, let's say these are for all these self-driving cars and all that business. 
let's say you miss a bunch of payments or you miss however payments Ford says is not good. Say one. Like one. They can lock you out of the car, of your car. You're locked out. You didn't pay. They can also have the car drive itself to the repo lot. That's what I was thinking. You don't need a (laughs) repo man anymore with this. They can say, okay, you didn't pay. You're locked out. And by the way, come get your car. Your car has self-driven itself to the repo lot. And I'm sure this would never happen because people don't think this way. and, And governments never do anything nefarious but i mean in theory you would you could apply this technology to i don't know restricting where people are allowed to drive to but i mean i mean i'm sure that would never that that's not something that would ever be implemented like like say the canadian trucker convoy i'm i'm you know you can could, you imagine this shut it down and and drive them in their cars to the local police station right This is interesting because this isn't fantasy, folks. Well, Ford says they have no intention. They have no plans to implement this. Of course they don't. They have no plans. Of course they don't. Sure they don't. Why would would they ever spend all that money on research and development and then do it? No, there's no plans to do this. We just invented the technology so we could do it, but we're not going to do it. We're not going to do it. Yeah. Hey, Bo, what are they going to do if there's... um... Let's say there's a, a pet or a baby in there. I mean, they're leaving themselves open to some, you know, some lawsuits. Or even if you yourself is in there, imagine if, if your car gets hacked and somehow it's driven away. So it's like kidnapping problems. I was reading about that this morning. They could have issues around kidnapping or babies or pets in there. No. Thankfully, there answer, are no plans to implement it. Let me answer your question. Because you better believe that there are a bunch of lawyers sitting around a table somewhere at the Ford uh, headquarters asking themselves the same question you just asked. It's a great question, Jason. Here's what happens. We've got a camera inside the car, and we also have sensors. You know that already with heat-seeking sensors and with anything else, with infrared, you can tell what's in a car and what's not. That technology is old. So you better believe that if they decide to implement this, there will be some and it's not just. Well, don't forget, in 2026, they're mandating that all cars have some sort of alcohol sensing mechanism that will lock you out of the ignition any if time. you drink, right, right? Too much. And maybe they just tie these two things together. I'm sure they wouldn't, but maybe they just tie these two things together. And just what makes you so sure they wouldn't? Because trust the government. You can trust. You can trust corporations. Did you get your jab yet? I'm just axing. <laughs> oh, okay. Where's this going? I just want to know because you just got through saying how we can trust corporations. I just want to I know. I did the same thing that you did for similar reasons, and I regret it. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, those of you, you know, I have friends who kept telling me how lovely Mexico is, and they want to move to Mexico because you can... And and Diego, no offense, you know Diego Diego hails from Mexico originally, but I have friends that all the time tell me, "Oh, Mexico is just beautiful. Oh, you gotta move to Mexico. Oh, and they keep telling me about this enclave of expats 
in Mexico and how lovely Mexico is and how cost, oh, you can live like a king in Mexico. And yeah, 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 yeah. You And, and Mexico's great. Uh-huh. FBI is now calling for the return of four Americans who were assaulted and kidnapped soon after entering Mexico. And I don't hear this Mexican president, Mr. Labrador, saying, like, you know, like they were quick to jump on that 70-something-year-old guy that shot the illegal alien. How do you pronounce that name? Labrador. That sounds right. Andres Manuel López Obrador. Oh, I called him Labrador. I'm sorry. I had him confused. Oh, what's the difference? (laughs) Obrador. (laughs) I learned how to roll my R's when I took Spanish. And believe me, did we get the Spanish version yet of John Cicada in the library of uh, every of uh, just another day? Let's check. I definitely told uh, Matt Meany. Okay, because for those of you that think that we yeah. are that we are bigoted here, we are not. We all were just talking on the Saturday morning show. We played as a bumper John Cicada's just another day, and Scott mentioned how much he loved the Spanish version. And I, I love the Spanish version, too. And Diego loves the Spanish version. And we didn't ask, Jason, have you ever heard the Spanish version? I have not. Well, see, you're in for a treat, because we love the Spanish version of Just Another Day. And so we're going to play it today. Now, we also have bad news, musically. The last surviving original member of Leonard Skinner has passed away, guitarist. And we'll talk about that. But I want to get back to this. U.S. Embassy in Mexico City announced over the weekend that the FBI is seeking the public's assistance in identifying those responsible for the assault and kidnapping of four American citizens in Matamoros, Tamalupas. I think that's how you pronounce the the province. Tamaulipas. I had it almost right. Yep. Say it one more time, please. Tamaulipas. Tamaulipas. That's near uh, Brownsville. It's near the border down there in the Rio Grande. They were last seen Friday, these four Americans, when they passed the border and gone. I keep telling people, you know, I had some friends that went to Nicaragua. And Nicaragua, in case you have never seen some of the Oceanside real estate there, has some of the most beautiful architecture, uh, Oceanside real estate in the world. But I had some friends that went to Nicaragua, and all I was, and, and the, the spouse is from Nicaragua. And the wife is not. And they had one of the most horrible experiences that you could ever have. She was almost raped. They were robbed. They were beaten. Um, And I kept saying, you know what? There are certain countries, just if you're an American, stay home. Mayor Adams has suggested there are certain cities that if you're an American, stay indoors. New York might soon become one of them if it's not already under the leadership, supposed leadership 
of Eric Adams. Mayor Adams is now calling on those of you who shop in our fine establishments here in New York to go maskless. It's time. This is the guy that fired people that didn't obey his dictatorial COVID mandates, and now all of a sudden, Mr. Mandate, Mr. Dictator, is suggesting people take off their mask when they go into businesses here in New York so that they're not confused with being robbers. That This is what it's come to in New York. Meanwhile, <sighs> Jamel McIver, 30 years old, nabbed on a tip in connection with the latest side attack, which took place, sick attack, which took place, this is from the New York Post, the previous day inside a building, West End Avenue and West 65th Street. Now, you know what's up at West 56th Street and West End Avenue? Number one, you're near Trump City over there. Number two, this is where um, back in the day when I used to work, well, I... The first go-round of ABC Corporate, back when it was all under one big umbrella, ABC had a, a huge radio facility over at West End Avenue, very near this. McIver trailed his 21-year-old victim when she entered the building around 1.20 a.m. Saturday, followed her into an elevator, forced her out of the elevator into a, stair- a stairwell where he raped her. He told her he was going to kill her if she didn't give in. Now, who is Jamel McIver? 14, ladies and gentlemen, 14 prior arrests. 14 prior arrests. In other words, he's another one of these notorious repeat criminals that the Democrat Party loves to have on the streets of New York to terrorize people, and in this case, rape some innocent woman who will never, her life will never be the same after this heinous attack. But he's on the street again. Thank you, Democrats. Thank you, Democrats, for your coddling of criminals, for your love of criminals and having criminals on the street. Everyday people in New York are petrified. And you have the mayor, Mr. Leadership, Mr. COVID Mandate, now saying, hey, I know what will solve it. Stop wearing your mask when you go in stores. Genius. Absolute genius. CPAC. This past weekend in D.C., a lot of people are buzzing over President Trump's speech. Two hours. Rocked the house. If you saw it, you want to comment on it, fine. Did any of you go see the Netflix special yet with Chris Rock? There is The reactions to this are all over the place. I read a columnist from um, um, African-American woman from the Philadelphia Inquirer, who is mad at Chris Rock because Chris Rock saved the best for last. He says he didn't punch 
out Will Smith back because his mother told him not to fight in, in private. So basically what she's saying is Chris Rock wants to appease white people, and that's why he didn't go back after Will Smith. And she's very disappointed, the fact that, that he is, I guess, the latest race traitor in, in traitor in her eyes, I'll I def- guess. Definitely have to go watch that then. Yeah. But he, he took it to Jada and Will in this one to the point I've read about it so much. I don't even want to see it. But if you, if this interests you, by all means comment on it. The Will Smith slap saga continues. I mentioned CPAC and President Trump, one of the unhinged guests on PMSNBC, Lindy Lee, made the attack that everybody attending uh, 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 there were a bunch of basically perverts who attended CPAC. Let's also not ignore the fact that CPAC has become a gathering of sexual predators. Let's be honest. That's what she says about you conservatives who attended CPAC. You're all a bunch of sexual predators. Matt Schlapp was sued for $10 million for allegedly groping a male staffer on the Hope and the Herschel Walker campaign. Not proven. And then he shares the stage with Jim Jordan, who allegedly covered up sex crimes in Ohio State. They were false. More political false charges, allegations. Followed by Florida Representative Matt Getz, who was just investigated and found nothing wrong for sex trafficking. More political slander. Followed by Marjorie Taylor Greene, who's an adulteress. Adulteress. That's almost, look up adulterous, and you almost see the definition for Democrat Party. How many adulterers have been in key positions? You can start with Bill Clinton, but then work your way down the laundry list from Gary Hart all the way down. Adultery. Really? And then Lauren Boebert, who who brags about carrying a Glock around Congress, uh, that's protected by the Second Amendment. And then we have former President Donald Trump. She says a serial rapist. Again, slander. This is what passes for commentary on the once proud Peacock Network. I mean, I remember back in the day when NBC was considered a fairly normal place to get your news from. I remember when NBC was actually the leading place when it came to politics back in the Huntley Brinkley days. Yeah, Jason, you probably never heard of those guys, Huntley Brinkley yet. Nope, he hasn't. Nope. Yeah, well, they were newsmen of the first order. You wouldn't recognize them today. They were actually news, they were actually journalists, Huntley and Brinkley. But now it's, now it's, Turn into this. Anyway, we got to take a break. James Golden, a.k.a. I'm just happy to be here. I'm running my mouth. 800-84. Yes, I am a new grandfather. Congratulations. First one. Congratulations. Thank you. Congratulations. James Golden, a.k.a. So thank you very much. It's a boy. Yeah, you mentioned that on Saturday. 
It's a male. It's a boy. Yes. Uh, <laughs> not being misogynistic here, but it's a male. It's a boy. It's a male child. Everything go good with the birth? It was complicated, but oh. you know, women, God bless them. They can withstand far more than we men can. James Golden, aka Snurly, WABC 800-848-9222, coming back right after this. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. James Golden, known popularly as Bo Snurdly. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Rush. Brings us back. I so love this song, Sweet Home Alabama. Gary Washington, who survived the plane crash, the last original member of Leonard Skinner, has passed away, age 71. Leave it there for a minute, man. I, I got to hear the chorus on this. If you have never been to Alabama, I will tell you what. You can drive through certain parts of rural Alabama, and you know you are in God's country. The scenery is just so amazingly beautiful. Okay, um, our congresswoman for parts of Queens and the Bronx. Oh, before I get to AOC, let's talk Miranda Devine for a minute. There is a story in the New York Post today about Dr. Fauci's email. Let me just sum it up for you, but read the story. Check out our good friend Miranda Devine, New York Post today. Dr. Fauci, this is the, the condensed version ordered up and commissioned a study, right, about COVID and about, yeah. Then he goes to the stage, and this is concerning the the the, the, the leak. And so he, he puts out a story. He commissions a study to basically discount the idea that the Wuhan leak was real. 
which is where so much of this talk about it being disinformation came from. Then later on in the year, for a few months later, he goes on the stage with Trump, and he talks about the study and pretends that he doesn't know the authors or anything. He commissioned it and pretends that he's just, oh, you know, a study came out, and the study says, blah, 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 that this this conspiracy, this, this, this leak, is, is this is just the height of hypocrisy, of double-dealing. Now, the other day on Saturday, I praised NIH to the high heavens. And I will, and by the way, I got a few emails from people that are suffering or members of their family that are suffering from various ailments, some of them very, very grave. And they want to know how do you reach NIH? Well, easy. You go to NIH.gov. NIH.gov, the National Institute of Health.gov. I was treated there for cancer as part of a clinical study. And I will tell you that if every American citizen could experience the health care treatment that I got at NIH, nobody would complain about health care, not one person. I can tell you stories all day about it. Let me just give you one, and then we'll go to a break, and then I'll get AOC on the other side of the break. And I say this because I believe that Dr. Fauci ought to face face his accusers, including members of the Senate, who want the truth. He ought to be brought to a form of justice where all of these accusations about his double dealing can be exposed. And either he's cleared or either he's not. But we need the truth. And man, Miranda Devine did a brilliant expose today. But please do not let this color your view of what the work is that the people at NIH do. I will tell you just one quick story. The day I was, um, the day that I was receiving my official diagnosis from them, and you can imagine, you don't know whether this, you have something that's going to take you out within weeks, months, or whatever. The day I was so nervous. So I'm in a meeting with my patient care coordinator who is guiding you through the process of what will be, for me, a five- to six-year journey. In fact, I just that's why I was out last week. I had to spend a few days at NIH, again, for follow-up care. So this day, I, I leave the hotel. I get there. One of my friends is with me, my dear friend Connie Hare, who was at the time Louis Gomer's chief of staff. And I'm sitting there, I'm as nervous as I can be. And she is going through all the procedures, this is what has to happen here, this is that. And she looks at me and she says to me, oh my gosh, I can tell how nervous you are. Just by looking at you. Stand up, Mr. Golden. I stood up. She came over to me, she said, you need a hug. Here's a hug. 
And now she said to me, now listen, I cannot tell you what your diagnosis is. I'm not permitted to do that. But all I can tell you is don't worry. And then she said, we love you, and all of us are going to take care of you. That was the beginning of my official, the day that I got the diagnosis there. These people are extraordinary. And so whatever has happened with COVID, and we do need the truth, we do need the answers, If Dr. Fauci is found to be culpable of something, he needs to be held to the fullest account. And America has been duped, in my opinion, on the whole, I call COVID the biggest scandal in not just American, but human history. Because there are so many layers of lies that have been told to people from the, from how it originated all the way up through lies about treatment now and these phony mandates. But do not confuse that with the incredible work that the people at NIH do. They are simply incredible at what they do, and they are a treasure, and they are the best reflection of what can be good about a government program. All right, James Golden, a.k.a. Snurley here on WABC. And you can find them at NIH.gov. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurley here. We're going to come back. AOC is in the news. Let's talk about that. We will get to your phone calls. 800-848-WABC. And we're coming back right after this. Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-whim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Hour with Bo Snerdly. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snerdly. Rush. Now here's Bo Snerdly. Uh, 
James Golden, a.k.a. Snurdly, with you on WABC. AOC has broken. The story is in AmericanWireNews.com. And by the way, American Wire News powers the Daily BS. You should check out the Daily BS. That's my twice-a-day news blast. Go sign up for it, the DailyBS.com, as in Bosnerly, the DailyBS.com. AOC broke a slew of her own lefty rules to hobnob with the rich people at the Met Gala. That is a report. Melissa Fine is the reporter on this one. She broke so many rules, ethics rules. She wasn't even invited. She had to beg Anna Winthrop and a Vogue mag, and Vogue sponsored her. Now, Vogue sponsoring her is against House rules because Vogue also is part of a mega corporation that lobbies Congress, and you're not supposed to do that. There, there are details that she never paid the full price for this that dress. Remember that dress, that tax the rich dress that she wore, thousands and thousands of dollars. So here's this woman, here's this woman parading around like she's the next great socialist, but what does she want to do? She wants to go make a name for herself, breaking all kind of ethics rules to get into the Met Gala. That story today at American Wire News, also at American Wire, you can find another story. She calls down the thunder when she brags, and she's out bragging this past weekend about how many jobs she killed, about killing the Amazon deal. And if you live in Queens, you live in Brooklyn, that you live anywhere in the city, her killing that Amazon deal, and she is the lightning rod that killed it, cost so many jobs to New Yorkers, and she's still out bragging about it. Third story that you can find at American Wire News. An executive at the PR firm that represents the designer that designed the AOC dress is now refusing to cooperate with the Congressional Ethics Investigation of AOC. And these were, by the way, Bill de Blasio's PR people. These are not the ordinary firm that you and I would be able to hire. These are the elite Wealthy firm. They were paid over half a million bucks by de Blasio's defunct nonprofit campaign for One New York, which was investigated as part of a federal criminal probe related to pay to play schemes to donors. When I tell you the Democrat Party in this city is so corrupt, they are so corrupt. And AOC, she's right in the mix of all of this. Let's to a break. We're going to keep your phones as the last segment of today's show. So thank you for being on hold. If you are on hold, stay on hold. If you want to join in very quickly, 800-848-WABC. Wes Montgomery takes us into the break celebrating one of the most influential guitarists in American music history. Wes Montgomery's birthday today would be 100 years old today. We'll be back. Don't go away.
Ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. James Golden, known popularly as Bo Snurdly. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Rush, Rush, Rush. WABC. Talk Radio 77. Crown Jewel of American Radio. Here we are. Bo Snerdley's Rush Hour. John Cicada brings us back. Ocho Dia Mas. Just another day without you. two versions of this album, this album Just Another Day had the English and Spanish version of this song and another song, a ballad, beautiful ballad but then he did a release that is just a total Spanish release of the album the entire album called Otro Diamas and I have both of them, I love both of them this is Scott, this is this song, I don't care, you can understand Spanish or not, it just grabs you yeah, yeah. I'm, I love this song, Diego. What do you want? <laughs> what? What do you want? Do you think the song was written in in Spanish originally, or do you think it was written in English originally? Oh man, I have no idea. That's what I said. I don't know. It, it, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you can tell because the translations are so. The melodies are different. And, and, and you can tell which version sounds more natural. Not this one. Yeah, I'd also have to look at the lyrics to see which ones flow better, I guess. Yeah. All right, let's head to the telephone, shall we? Let's start with John in Westchester County. John, thank you for waiting. How are you this afternoon? You're on Boston Early's Rush Hour. Hey, I just want to say thank you for putting a lot out there. A lot of information that people can really use as a resource and find out what's going on. But my main reason for calling you is a bunch of us that think you can be the guy to lead us out of darkness. I want you to consider calling for all the men, brown, black, and white men in this country, to call for a three-day strike. We are the guys that cut coal cuts, clean carpet, fix leaks, 
deliver packages, plow roads, fix problems for many people. We're not getting any respect. We're being tossed aside as morons on the commercials. We're also getting tossed aside as people that don't matter. We need somebody to lead us. Hmm. You're the guy to do it. You're hmm. the guy to make this country understand there are men out there who stand tall, do dirty jobs, pay their taxes, they work on the books, they love their families. Some of them even go to church. But the bottom line is, this country can't live without us. We fight the wars. We even protect people. You might like not like the fact that we give you parking tickets or speeding tickets, but we're the guys that are out there breaking our ass, getting blisters, and there's not enough young men following us. And the reason why? Because there's nobody to call to lead us where we need to go. Think about Interesting. it. I will think about it. I will think about it because you know what? Rush used to talk about what he would call the feminization of America. And this is, folks, this is a, you may think this is frivolous, but it's not. That males no longer have a strong role models in the country, and you see it in all kind of ways. First of all, we all know, what well, we should know, what happens without a male influence in the household with young kids, especially boys. But then when you go further and you look at this war on gender and ask yourself, what is the impact of this war on gender that is going on in the societies right now? And also look at things. I remember when Rush first started talking about this was when we started with the take your daughter to work day. And Rush used to make, he didn't make fun of it. He never denigrated the take your daughter to work day. But what he did point out was what? And leave your rotten, no good son at home? How men were being portrayed and boys and boys were taught toxic masculinity is now part of the lexicon. That there is something inherently toxic about being a male. So this is a very interesting proposition from John in Westchester. Thank you for the call. Sandra in New Jersey. Hi, thank you for waiting. Oh, you're very worth waiting for. Um, I want you to comment. You were talking about the Ford car, how they're going to, you know, maybe make it where if you don't pay your bill, they take the car in a new way that we never thought would be. That made me think about what's happening with the digital currencies. Uh, You know, Dick Morris is talking about these cards that eventually we may have to take, like, instead of, you know, whatever money you have in the bank will we'll go on that card. And if the government doesn't like what you're buying, they'll stop you from buying it with that card. Or, or if they don't want you to buy a gun, they'll stop you with that card. Or whatever it is they don't like that you're doing, they're going to watch you with this um, card. And, you know, I have concerns about that. And then, of course, the World Health Organization, that's another scary thing that, 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 you know, Biden, I think, signed onto, and that's another threat to our freedom. What do you think Let of me address both of them. Number okay. one, I'm going to urge you to go to all of the podcasts on WABC, get the WABC app, keep it with you, and mm-hmm. listen to The Future Is Now, a podcast I do with James Eisenberg from Interblock Capital. 
because we talk about digital currency and blockchain technology, Web3, all of that every week. Now, one of the things that James Eisenberg pointed out was if you look at that strike in Canada, when people were sending money to the Canadians, and they were not just Canadians, that were standing up against these really horrific COVID mandates, some of the money was blocked from getting where it wanted to go. They went in, they, they denied people access to their money. One of the things about government-issued digital currency as opposed to currency on the blockchain is that if your digital currency is on the blockchain and is independent of governor, government, it's in your wallet and you have full control of it, not the government. Listen to that podcast. It's a series. We do one a week. The Future is Now on WABC. You can find it on our website, wabc.com, all the podcasts. The Future is Now. Well, time is so quickly out. Patricia, I wanted to get to you. I wanted to get to you, Susan, Catherine, Tom, and everyone else. We couldn't today. We'll be here, though. I hope you call back because I do want to talk with you. Leonard Skinner takes us out. May God bless each and every single one of you and your families. I'm so grateful to be here with you. And God willing, be back tomorrow. We'll see you then. Bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.